And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, August 11th edition. Got a nice 11-game slate on tap for you. Not too big, not too small, so that's a pretty fun one to get us going on a Wednesday. There's a four-game early slate as well. We'll discuss that on this show, but if you have any questions, I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick, and join us in the free Fantasy DGEN Slack chat to take care of all your questions and needs over there, Just for not just for baseball, all sports, prize picks. Yes, prize picks. If you're new to prize picks, go to prizepicks.com or download the app and create an account and use promo code Bubba for a first-time deposit match up to $100. So I recommend checking out Price Picks. It's a blast. We've been sharing a lot of picks in the chat, having some good success in there as well. And it's free, uh, free in the chat. So check all that out. Also, if you like uh, season-long fantasy baseball, the Bench with Bubba podcast, Tuesday night, recording another episode with Bubba or, or with Batflip Crazy, Bubba and the Batflip, recapping the weekend fab. And then on Thursday, I'll have another special guest, as usual, for your season-long fantasy baseball needs. So check all that good stuff out. And if you like PGA DFS, check out the always pressing PGA DFS podcast with myself and DFS golf gods, Jesse. So lots of good stuff there. Check it all out. My written content at rotoballer.com on Wednesday is the premium values article. You have to be, to be a premium member. Use promo code Bubba for an extra 10% off the package of your choice. It's real cheap for baseball for the rest of the year and get some football as well. So go check all that good stuff out. Get you ready to win this football season. All right. 11 game slate. Let's get cracking on this one. We're not going to have all the totals yet. I'm recording a little earlier than normal. There's a lot of games up in the air between delays and other stuff. But for now, we got Tigers-Orioles over under 10. Dodgers-Phillies, 9.5. Cardinals-Pirates, 9. A's-Indians, 9.5. Reds-Braves, 9.5. Blue Jays-Angels, 9.5. D-backs-Giants, 7.5. Rangers-Mariners, 8. So a lot of high totals for what we do have at this point in time. Let's get to the pitching on this slate. we got some good pitchers, some good pitchers, some interesting decisions to be made. And the top price pitcher is Corbin Burns, 10-3 at the Chicago Cubs. Burns hasn't been like the electric, like 30 to 40 point guy we've been wanting, but he's still putting up 20 points. He has 20 or more points in, um, you know, six of his last seven starts, which is pretty darn good. Uh, he's, he went seven innings his last start. He's still going 95 to 105 pitches for the most part. One of these days, they're going to slow him down. Maybe it's uh, Maybe it's on Wednesday. We shall see. But at worst... He gets one of the worst offenses in all of baseball in the Chicago Cubs. Like the offense, the lineup they put out in game two of the doubleheader was one of the worst things I've ever seen. So for a professional baseball team, they're striking out 26% of the time versus righties over the last month or so, hitting 238 with an 89 WRC plus. And that number is going to keep dropping as those games with Baez and Bryant and Rizzo start deteriorating off of those sample sizes. So Burns is a great play if you want to pay up. You don't have to pay up, but he is a solid play for you. Kevin Gossman, $9,900 at home against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Gossman's looked really good his last two starts, especially his last start. Six innings, one earned, eight Ks against Arizona. He has eight Ks and nine Ks in his last two outings, and that's the important part. Get us those strikeouts like we talk about all the time. And, you know, he had a couple of hiccups, and a lot of that, I think, was the personal life. His wife was having issues with the birth of their daughter. Uh, things got better. He put up a nice outing. And then his last outing was the night before he took paternity leave because they were inducing his wife. Saw pictures online. Wife's healthy, baby's healthy, little baby girl. He's making his first start since she was born. Um, some people might not think there's much to it, but his head's going to be clear. He's going to be in a great zone. Does does it mean he's going to pitch great? Who knows? But I think he's going to be much more like the Kevin Gossman we expect. He's going up against an Arizona Diamondbacks defense or offense that he can uh, just take apart. So that was the last team he faced when he got those nine strikeouts. Gets him again on Wednesday. A team striking out over 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching, hitting 232 with a 91 WRC+. plus. So Gossman at $9,900, I like a lot. I might take him over Corbin Burns. Both really, really good spots. Like nothing wrong with either one. I might go Gossman for the savings as I think they have similar outputs uh, for you on Wednesday. 
Adam Wainwright, $9,400 at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, this is the fun one because people are going to want Burns. People are going to want Gossman. People aren't going to want to pay 94 for Wainwright with those two guys right there. Wainwright's been great. 19 or more points in four straight starts. Like He's been outstanding. Basically, nearly 20 points in four straight starts. Coming off seven innings, two earned six Ks against the St. Louis Cardinals. Five or more strikeouts in four straight starts. Three and runs or less in four straight starts. Seven innings in all four starts. He's been absolutely outstanding. The ground ball's working well. The strikeouts have been there. Now you get this Pittsburgh Pirates team in Pittsburgh that you know you can take advantage of. Jay Happ shut them down for crying out loud. That's something to, to really get take home. But twenty two percent K rate, two forty three average, eighty eight WRC plus versus righties. Um, I still prefer Gossman or Burns in their matchups. But using a guy like Wainwright in this situation at potentially should be much lower ownership. I like a ton. And if you're picking cash games, honestly, Wainwright's equal to those guys in cash. I think he's got one of the safer floors out of those three. So he might be the best cash game pitcher because of the floor he brings to the table. The other guys might have the higher ceilings. We've seen Burns go into the 30s and 40s very often. We've seen Gossman even put up into the 30s, at least high 20s. Where, you know, Wayno, you're thinking, you know, 18 to 25, give or take, which is outstanding. But does he have like that 35 plus ceiling? Not very often. So in, in tournaments, you definitely want to look more Gossman and Burns. But Wayno makes that leverage play on ownership in tournaments. But in cash, Wayno's right there with him because you want that that um, that floor. Plus, he gets $900 cheaper than Burns, $500 cheaper than Gossman. That money goes a long ways. Those guys in the Slack chat will tell you. When they're trying to mix and max lineups, especially with all the weather concerns on Tuesday, it's like, oh, I'm 200 short. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. If you need 500 bucks, drop in the way and want a cash lineup is not a bad thing to do. Like, it's just not bad at all. All right, some other options when you're paying up this that, uh, on Wednesday. Frankie Montas, 8,700 at the Cleveland Indians. Montas has been outstanding. We've been running them out here quite a bit lately. 18 or more DK points in five straight starts, 25 or more in three of five. He's got six innings in all five starts, three run, runs or less in all five, so quality start in every start, and seven or more strikeouts in all five starts. Again, it's like a broken record, but by now, if you guys listen to the show long enough, I love guys with strikeouts. I don't mind if they get in trouble. Look at look at Eduardo Rodriguez. If the bullpen didn't blow it for Boston, Erod gets us 25 points, I believe, and he only went five and a third innings, gave him a couple runs. We struck out like eight. Strikeouts are key to the situation, and Frankie Montas is getting strikeouts right now. This Cleveland Indians offense is going to leave people feeling kind of nasty because they beat up on Castillo on Monday. They got to Manaya on Tuesday. That was a little rough. My buddy Bat Flip Crazy tweeted it out. He had like a seven, seven something, seven forty something Babip, which is asinine, and an eighty-five percent ground ball rate in that game against Cleveland. That they got to him, so they literally found every possible little hole. Like talk about run good, Cleveland ran good. Could have been I have been better. Yes, he had a lot of two strike counts. Couldn't finish him off. That happens, but a lot of Babipping to death. So. Cleveland can be sneaky. They're not this sneaky. They strike out almost 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching in the last month, hitting 245 with a 91 WRC+. Those numbers resemble some of the teams like Arizona, like Chicago, like Pittsburgh. So get a little bit of discount here to Montas at 87, like quite a bit. I like Montas as an SP2 if you want to pair him up with the big dogs up top we talked about. Or if you just want to say, screw it, I'm saving cash. I'm going Frankie. I'm going to pair him with some guys down below because there are some cheaper options on this slate I like quite a bit. One being Joe Ross, 8500 bucks at the New York Mets. Ross has been great. He's got kind of that – I don't know if he's got the tournament ceiling we're looking for. We've seen him get up to 26 points a few starts back. But he's got like a 15-plus point floor, and that's outstanding uh, when you're really looking at things like 18, 15, 26, 23, 32, and five of his last six starts. He's gone six innings or more in um, four of his last six, three innings or less in four of his last six, and five or more Ks in five of his last six. It's this Mets offense that is just – in a tailspin right now 
Uh, they're striking out 20% of the time versus right. So not striking out a ton, but they're hitting 230, 99 WRC plus. I guarantee if I shrunk that down to like a two-week sample, not a month sample, it's really bad for the New York Mets right now. So Joe Ross, definitely a play. Prefer Frankie Montas. Another play, Cal Quantrill is a guy I've been loving. We've been playing him in the 6K range. Talk about a price bump, folks. Up to 8,300. He was 68 last time, 7K, 65, 62, 61. That's his last five starts. He's up to 8,300. I don't think a lot of people are going to pay 83 for him, but he's been absolutely outstanding. His last four starts, six innings or more, one run or less in each start. Um, he's got five or more Ks in three straight starts, the ground ball, the fly ball, eight to two, eight to six, nine to three. Those are things you want to see. He's keeping the ball in the ballpark. He's getting strikeouts. He's going deep in games. He's thrown 98 and 100 pitches. He's thrown over 90 pitches in four straight starts. His last three starts, 18 or more points. He had put up almost 38 his last time out. It's an Oakland uh, offense that is sputtering, to say the least. Striking out 22.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching, hitting 242 with a 101 WRC plus over the last month. But it's definitely been a very hot and cold offense, to say the least. So Quantrill, massive price bump, which you'd kind of hate to see, but makes for a very nice tournament play at 8,300. A couple others to look at. You could go to Wade Miley against Atlanta if you want to get really frisky at 79, but it's extremely dicey. And then you go down to guys like Tariq Skubal. He got beat up by Baltimore two starts ago. Last start out, got the job done again. If you look at his, his, his game laws, I know it sounds simple, but – he keeps the ball in the ballpark, he deals. When he gives up home runs, it gets ugly. Sounds simple, but it's like either zero home runs or like three. That's what he does. It's all or nothing when he's on the mound. Last time out, no home runs, five shutout innings, four Ks against Boston for almost 20 points. Start before that, five and two-thirds, four earns, three home runs, four Ks for eight points against Baltimore. So he's a, he's a tournament play at 63 just because he's always got that upside. Um, but without a lot of pay down spots, you know, he's kind of stopped at Quantrill area. And we dropped quite a bit. You got Scooble at 63 if you want. And I'm cool with going Matt Harvey at 5K. I'm cool. Like he's uh, he's supposed to be healthy. His knee's supposed to be healed up before he left early with his knee injury his last time out. He had four innings, two earned, only one K, but he left early in that start. Prior to that, three straight starts of at least six innings. Shut out all three shutout innings. So zero earned runs over 18 and a third in his three starts. And he had five, four, and two Ks. He had 18 and a half or more DK points in all three starts. And he had the ground ball working. So if you want to go with him against Detroit, at 5K, I have no problem because the price point bakes in all of the risk you have to take. So Harvey at 5K is in play, but I think I'll be paying up for the most part tonight. But if you need to get if you need to get frisky, I understand. Recapping the pitching up: Burns at 10-3, Gossman at 99, Wayno at 94. In reality, Wayno might be your best cash game pitcher. I like Gossman a little more than Burns just for the savings and just the the ballpark. But the matchup for Burns is great. They could always shut him down early though, so keep that in mind. So I'm gonna go Gossman over Burns. It's like picking straws, like 1A, 1B, with Wayno close behind them. And then I like Frankie Montas a lot. So in a, in a perfect world, you pair Frankie up with one of those guys up top. That, that's how I would start things out and go from there. Joe Ross is in play, kind of more of a cash game than a tournament, but definitely in play for you. You can go to Cal Quantrill in tournaments. I think he's quite interesting at 8,300. I didn't mention Nate Eovaldi. He's always intriguing. Got beat up his last couple starts, but before that was pitching really well. So if you want to get in a tournament in 82, because Tampa Bay does um, – does strike out almost 22% of the time versus righties. They're hitting really a, a 129 WRC plus versus righties in the last month. Bit scary with other options on the slate. I'd probably go elsewhere. So I think I'll pass on Eovaldi and go with like a Quantrill or even a Miley. And then if you punt in, Scoobles in play at 63 and then Matt Harvey at 5K. Matt Harvey is legit in play at 5K, which is crazy to say on August. And we're in the, almost in the middle of August. So welcome to the 2021 baseball season. All right, the bats you're looking for on this slate. Catcher's position to kick things off here. 
Um, Omar Narvaez at 4,600 bucks versus Jake Arrieta. Yes, Milwaukee is very much in play versus Jake Arrieta. So we'll jump all over that one. Uh, saving some money, though, like Posey's in play. These Giants are hitting, man. They're hitting well right now. So you can look into something like that. But if you want to save a little bit of money, you can go down to like Yadi Molina at 34 versus Will Crow. St. Louis is back in play against Crow on this one. Um, uh, farther down, though, going below 3K. Well, if Kirk makes the lineup against Bundy at 3K, that's quite intriguing. But I'd like to save some cash potentially if you're not getting one of the guys up top. Reese McGuire's 28 versus Bundy. If he cracks the lineup, that's a good look. And then Wilson, I'm not, I'm not fading Montas, so never mind. But um, Austin, I'm not fading Montas again. I like both those catchers, but not versus Montas. Um, so, yeah, there's not a ton down here unless we get some uh, interesting lineups that come. Maybe Riley Adams. If Riley Adams makes the Washington lineup, he's 2K versus Stroman. I like Stroman quite a bit, but a 2K catcher with the offensive upside of a Riley Adams at least gets some notoriety on this podcast. First base position here, you got Vladito versus Bundy at 62. That's just fine. But Joey Votto versus Toussaint, interesting at 58. Uh, Matty Olson at 54. If you're not using Quantrill, I get the appeal there for sure. Going down below 5K now. Uh, if you're not using Harvey, Jonathan Scope at 45. Like if you're not using Harvey, you're probably stacking Detroit. That's pretty much what's happening. So you can go there. Cody Bellinger extended his history to these seven games on Tuesday night. He is 44 versus Gibson. If you want to hope he stays hot, that's a decent price tag for Cody Bellinger. But you got guys like Brandon Belt at only 42 versus Merrill Kelly. That has a great price point. Belt already had a double in his first at-bat. He popped out in his second at-bat. It's only the fourth inning. So he's got at least two more, maybe three more at-bats to go. He was hitting second on Monday night. So Belt at 4,200 is a very good play. This dude is raking right now. And you want to use left-handed bats versus Merrill Kelly. Obviously, you can use your Chris Bryant to the world. We'll get to that. But the lefties is really what you're looking to target Merrill Kelly with. Uh, some cheaper options below 4K now. Uh, Rowdy Telez is only 36 versus Arietta. He's getting the price bump. He was down in the 29 range on uh, Tuesday. So 36 for Telez, still very much in play, still a decent value as well. Uh, Lamont Wade Jr. at 32. If you're going full giant stack, he's not too shabby. And then um, going down even cheaper here, you could go Colin Moran versus Wayno if you're fading Wayno. I'm not looking to do that, but if you are, Moran would be a value at 29 because he actually does have a lot of pop hit and cleanup in that lineup. Um, other than that, though, there's really nothing down here at first base. Second base position, like Trey Turner, 61, Muncie's 57. Betts is probably going to the IL. So Turner and Muncie can be in play. They're also shortstop and, and first base eligible if you choose to go that route. But that's only if you're stacking the Dodgers versus Kyle Gibson. Uh, Marcus Simeon versus Bundy at 51. I like Albies versus Miley. Um, Albies hits lefties very well. Miley's does have reverse split, so it's kind of weird, but it's a good spot. I think Brandon Lau is a great GPP plays. 5K, his 25th home run of the season um, on Tuesday night against Erod, of all people. He hit one off a lefty. His numbers versus lefties aren't great. Crushes righties. So Lau at 5K is a very intriguing tournament play in that matchup. Uh, a few others to take a peek at on this slate. You have uh, Josh Rojas is back, but not looking to fade Gossman, so we'll pass on that. But Kiki Hernandez, 4300 bucks for Fleming. You definitely want to look at uh, some Red Sox bats for Fleming. Fleming's been struggling a lot lately, so Red Sox could be very live on this slate. Gene Segura at 38 versus David Price. Like targeting David Price. He'll go about four-ish innings, maybe three innings, depending on the pitch count. Then you get some bullpen. So Gene Segura at 38 is a good look. Abraham Toro at 38. I'll go back to some of my Seattle bats. You got Howard opening up, and then a um, who was it they had coming in? Uh, Hearn. Who's not that good either. He's a lefty Taylor Hearn. So you go, you go from Spencer Howard to the lefty Taylor Hearn, and Taylor Hearn is not that good, folks. So a guy like Abraham Toro at 38, switch hitting could be a very nice play for you in Seattle. 
Uh, a few other cheapies, hopefully, um, this bottom 3K, Josh Harrison, if you're fading Quantrill, he's in play, hitting like fifth for the A's lately, so he's been a good uh, good addition to that ball club and to your fantasy teams. Uh, Tommy Lestella, if you're getting weird with your giant stacks, he's 2,900. Ramon Urias is now second base and shortstop eligible. He's 27 or Scooble, so he can be another uh, option for you in his situation. And that'll pretty much wrap us up at second. Third base position for you on this one. Eduardo Escobar's 59. Milwaukee is a great stack. Great stack on this slate. Balfield Devers versus lefty if you want to. You can. Don't hate it. Austin Riley for stacking Atlanta. Sure, but 5K. He's, his price isn't as fun as it once was. But Chris Bryant's 49. He already had an RBI double on Monday. Really good look. He is just he's comfortable with the Giants. He's hitting really well. So Bryant at 49 in your Giants stacks is very nice. A um, few others for you. Kyle Seager at 41. Like him quite a bit. He's got a $4 price cut from Tuesday night. Now he gets Howard and Hearn. Really good spot for Seager. Again, if you're not using Harvey, uh, Heimer Condelari at only 39 is a great price tag in that matchup. So give him a, a look. Um, going down even cheaper, though. Uh, Johnny VR at 35. If you're fading Ross, I could definitely get behind that one. Tommy Lestella against 2,900. There's not a ton of value yet. I know there will be in the outfield. There always is in the outfield. But for the rest of the positions, it's like you got a couple low 3K guys, maybe a high 2K, nothing crazy. Shortstop, Trey Turner, Boba Shett, Willie Adamas, all great plays. I'd probably just take the savings and take Adamas at 56 versus Arietta. That's probably where I'd be leaning because that's a great look for you there. Uh, Corey Seager went deep on Tuesday. He's 4,700. Maybe he's getting loose uh, for the Dodgers, hitting cleanup for the Dodgers as well, going up against Kyle Gibson. So that could be another guy. Brandon Crawford's 44 in his really nice matchup as well. Below 4K, mentioned Johnny VR already. Uh, J.P. Crawford's 34. He's been struggling, but if you're stacking Seattle, it's a good value hitting towards the top of that order. Nico Goodrum is back for Detroit and in the middle of that order. Outfield shortstop eligible. He's only 32, so that's a nice piece of savings as well. Um, if you're stacking St. Louis, Paul DeYoung's there at 32. I like him versus lefties. He went deep on on Tuesday, but a part of a stack, you can use him as some savings in your St. Louis stacks. I mentioned Ramon Urias earlier at 27. Kevin Newman's 24 if you're looking for a, a punch shortstop. But, uh, yeah, not a lot of savings as we've been talking about. It's a really, really weird-looking slate so far on this one. But outfield position, well, got it all for you. Don't you worry about that. You got Jesse Winker at 58. You got the red-hot Starling Marte. But, hey, George Springer again, folks, 5,600. He was 46 on Tuesday because it's a seven-inning game. It's $1,000 back. Well-deserved. He doubled in his first at-bat on Tuesday. He's 56 for Bundy. Loves some Springer in this one, one of the better pay-up spots on this slate. Um, you could go to Harper too. He's on fire right now. One of the best hitters in baseball. He's 5,200 first price than the bullpen. So you can definitely look at Harper if you so choose, uh, but going cheaper. If you're stacking Tampa Bay versus Yavaldi, Meadows is 48 in a tournament only use Meadows, not a cash game, but JD Martinez at 46 versus Fleming is a great price tag. Uh, Rose Rain has been swinging it well before he got the COVID IL. He's 45, but I'd rather have T Oscar personally at 45 versus Bundy. Give me like Springer at 56 T Oscar at 45. You guys know the drill by now with my Toronto action. Uh, Bellinger at 44 is uh, intriguing as well. Yastrzemski at 41 had a nice base knock in the first on Tuesday. You know, he's in six now, so he's down the order a little bit, getting his price cheaper. Still very productive, so not worried about that. Adam Duvall went deep on Tuesday. He's 39 versus Matt Harvey, uh, so he is worth a gander as well. A few others for you here. Grossman's 37. That's a nice value if you're stacking Detroit against Harvey. That's the thing with Harvey. He's cheap. So is Detroit, so it's like you're probably going to either use Harvey or you're going to use the Detroit pieces because they're in a great spot because you're not using Harvey because you think he's going to get blown up. So it's a, a really good source of value, either Detroit or Harvey, whichever way you want to look at it. Jorge Soler is only 36 versus Miley. That's a, a nice play as well. Hunter Renfro went deep on Tuesday. We really like him versus uh, 
first lefties. He was hitting off a right. He gets he gets Fleming on Tuesday. Good spot for Renfro at uh, 36. Low Kane went deep on Tuesdays, 35. Again, Milwaukee very much in play. Uh, some cheaper plays below 35 now. Um, you got guys like that's a little bleak here. All of a sudden, Abby Garcia or not at least Garcia's 33 versus Tyler uh, Anderson, so that's intriguing. But uh, Nico Nico Goodrum at 32, Lamont Wade at 32, talked about them already. I like that quite a bit. Uh, Jake Fraley for Seattle's only 32 in that matchup. It's not a bad play. If you aren't using Burns, I can still go to Rafael Ortega at 31. Three more hits in game one of the doubleheader. He just, he's just produces. He's one of the bright spots in Chicago right now. Uh, going down even farther now below 3K. Justin Upton had a decent night, but he's going up against Manoa. So be careful on that one. That's something to keep an eye on. Corey Dickerson probably in the Toronto lineup versus Bundy. He's 29. Dylan Carlson's only 28 leading off for St. Louis versus Crow. That is an outstanding value. Dylan Carlson, great value at 2,800. A uh, few others down here now. Um, Alex Dickerson is 27 for the Giants. If you're stacking the Giants, that's, that's a nice piece of value for you. Derek Kills only 26 for Detroit against um, Harvey. He's been swinging it pretty well at the bottom of the Detroit order. Uh, Austin Hayes, if you aren't using Scooble, is 25. That's a very solid value as well. Um, you got a few others. Santander is 23 if you're not using Scooble. So Baltimore, the, both Detroit and Baltimore bats are cheap. Pitchers are cheap. All the value comes out of that game. You either think it's going to be a ton of runs or a weird pitcher duel. Um, you got Jared Kalinick's only 23. That's a really good play because he's starting to swing it well versus lefties and righties. So Kalinick at 23 is not too shabby. If you're fading Wainwright, Polanco at 22 makes for a nice tournament play. I can definitely see some uh, upside in that one. And tournaments only because he could go 0 for 4 in the blink of an eye. Uh, so keep an, uh, keep that in mind as well. And then a few other cheapies. Let's see what we got down here in the 2K range because we don't got Miami on this slate. So I can't go Lou Brinson again because he had another nice night on Tuesday night. For only two thousand dollars, so keep him in your your thoughts as we go through the week here. But uh, yeah, nothing else really standing out for now. Let's we'll see what the lineups poke out for us on Wednesday. Recapping your pitching up top, you got Burns, Gosman, and Wayno, all great options in cash. Wainwright might be the best. Save some save some money. Great floor. Go from there. Tournaments. I'm going Gosman over Burns, but it's literally one A one B. It's like flipping coins. I think more people want to play burn, so I get some ownership leverage. I also save 400 bucks. I also, whatever slight chance Burns gets, you know, fewer innings and pitches or whatever, I avoid that. Both great plays. Burns against the Cubs is outstanding. Gossman versus Arizona is outstanding. I think they're both great plays. I'm just going to take Gossman as a little bit of a leverage play if I can. Frankie Montas at 87 is outstanding. I want to pair Montas up with one of the big dogs up top. Joe Ross at 85 is in play, maybe more so for cash than tournaments, but best definitely in play. Cal Quantrill at 83 is a very nice tournament play. Nate Eovaldi and Wade Miley could be tournament relevant depending on the lineups that come out right now. I'm not fully on those guys, but if a nice lineup comes out on a Wednesday, like a getaway day, might be much more in play for us there. And then Tariq Skubal can be in the conversation, and so can Matt Harvey. Harvey being 5K, you can't deny how well he's been pitching outside the last outing where he got hurt, so he kind of got, got to roll with that. When you're looking to stack it up on this slate, it gets a little more interesting, but the Dodgers versus Kyle Gibson, Bellinger's starting to swing it well. You got Seager, who went deep on Tuesday, starting to swing it well. Always pieces in that lineup, so the Dodgers can definitely be alive on St. Louis as well. Dylan Carlson's way too cheap in that matchup. And then just mix him up with some other pieces if you want against Will Crow. Detroit-Baltimore, pick your poison. I think you can see any outcome you want. So I, I will support any angle on that game that you want. Uh, my three max lineups, I'll probably have some bats in some, and I'll have a Harvey in another and see where things go. So I, I could definitely see those taking place. Uh, Boston versus Fleming, I like, especially like the Renfros, the J.D. Martinez's, and the Kiki Hernandez for some value in those ones. Um, going farther here, 
Um, Milwaukee is my favorite stack of the night. Absolutely love Milwaukee. I want to stack everything about Milwaukee. Adamus, Telez, uh, Wong. Uh, it's just a beautiful Kane, Abby Garcia. It's just a beautiful stack. But I want to start with Adamus as my number one target. Build around that. See what the lineup looks like. But build around Willie Adamus. Uh, Toronto versus the Angels. I love Toronto as well. They'd be like my second favorite stack outside of Milwaukee. Usual suspects. Start with Springer and T. Oscar. Go from there. Preferably Bichette. But if you want to throw a Varito or you want to go somewhere else, that's fine. But start with Springer and T. Oscar. That's my two points of reference there. My third favorite stack. Maybe it's maybe Toronto's 2A and Giants are 2B, so they're close to. But give me the Giants. Start with Brandon Belt. Get some Crawford, Yastrzemski, Bryant, Posey. Like if I had to pick two guys to start with, give me Belt and Bryant. And then build around that. And then Seattle could be interesting as well with your um, with your Toros and your Seegers and company. So lots of ways to go with bats. Lots of intriguing ways to go with pitching as well. So it can be a fun fun eleven game slate on a Wednesday. So if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at BDendrick. Um, I also have the free fantasy DJ Slack chat. So hit me up there if you want to get in. It's free. Just let me know. If you give a rate and review to the podcast on iTunes, MLB DFS Quickets, I would truly appreciate it. Also, check out season-long content, fantasy baseball season-long content at Bench with Bubba. Recorded an episode on Tuesday night, Bubba on the Bat Flip. Give a rate and review for that as well. My written content at rotobar.com, the premium values article on Wednesday. If you become a premium member, use promo code Bubba to get an extra 10% off at rotobar.com. Also, if you'd uh, like to check out Prize Picks, it's awesome. It's prop betting meets DFS, tons and tons of fun. If you're new to Prize Picks, go to pricepicks.com or download the app in your app store. Use promo code Bubba, B U B B A to create uh, your account, you know, get a first-time deposit match up to $100 when you can use promo code Bubba, B-U-B-B-A. So go check that out. Otherwise, everybody, have a great day. Enjoy your Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, whenever you're listening to this. It's going to be a fun slate. I'll be back with you guys with Thursday's action for you. But for now, MLB DFS Quick Kits, your Wednesday, August 11th edition. I'm out. (laughs) 